Welcome to the Church Digital Podcast, powered by Stadia Church Planting. Through this podcast, learn about how God is using technology and innovation in digital and digital environments around the world. Our goal? To help churches like yours learn to be the church digitally. Our heart? That churches like yours will discover a newfound focus on disciple-making that will revolutionize your church. And now, your host, here's Jeff Reed. All right, listening audience out there. Hey, it's Jeff Reed here with The Church Digital. Once again, all of this is powered by Stadia Church Planning. And if there's one thing you know about me, if you really do know me, it is this right here. I am a huge Disney nut. Yeah, I'm I'm a little freak. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little obsessed with the pop culture. I mean, the backdrop wall, if you've ever watched me on YouTube, testifies to that. All the different Funkos and and things that I've got. I'm literally holding a Mickey Mouse Funko in my hand at this moment. On top of that, my my gosh, the MCU, Kevin Feige, sir, the things that you're doing over there. Disney is not paying you enough. They should pay you more. Huge Marvel fan. Star Wars fan. Hey, looking forward to what's coming next out of Star Wars and what the future holds there. It's a huge fan. The first movie I ever remember seeing in a theater was actually Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars may have been down since then because let's face it, episode five was the best Star Wars movie ever. Uh, But needless to say, I am a Star Wars, I'm a Disney, I'm a Marvel. It's all about the mouse. And and so when Facebook paired me up with someone named Stephen Barr, I, I thought Facebook was doing a good job with their algorithm of connecting Disney nuts together. Stephen Barr is lead pastor of a church in Orlando called Cast Member Church. Now, if you know anything about Disney culture, cast members are the employees that run like the parks and work in the company. Everything is a cast member. And so we're we're looking at a church that's aimed at reaching cast members. Like that's, is this a workplace ministry? Is this a church? How, what is, how does this work? How is this funded? How does this function? Like this is thinking outside the box. And so as I connected with uh, Stephen on Facebook, suddenly I found myself, hey, Stephen, why don't we do a podcast? You don't know me. I, I talk digital church. I talk digital discipleship. Hey, we talk innovation, thinking outside the box. We talk about people who are crazy and doing crazy things for ministry. We'd love to just kind of learn more about cast member church. And the things that I learned in this conversation surprised even me. I was not expecting the conversation that we had here with this conversation. And honestly, I'm not going to tell you anything else because the conversation is so good. You don't need to hear it from me. You need to hear it from Stephen, from his mouth in itself. So for this conversation, I'm bringing in Stephen Barr, lead pastor at... Uh, cast member church in Orlando. I'm bringing in myself, Jeff, with the church digital and with Stadia Church Planting uh, in a simple conversation that I'm calling what Disney cast member church can teach you about digital and discipleship. Okay, everybody, here you go. You know, just tell me a little bit, how'd you get started in doing this this cast member church? Well, that goes back all the way to 1991. Um, I was a cast member at Walt Disney World for a year. And it was um, one of those moments where uh, I was already a believer, but I was pursuing a, a career in music. And Disney is one of those logical steps that you take towards uh, uh, having a career like that. And I remember playing keyboards in, in, in front of Cinderella Castle. And look, this was back when the music was live. <laughs> and uh, I remember looking down at the train station uh, and uh, in the middle of one of our performances, and I thought to myself, there should be a church here. I, I don't have a I don't have a church to go to because we're working all the time. Weekends are the busiest, and there was uh, it, it was just a passing thought, just a passing thought, and um, that's all. I, I pretty much forgot about that, and uh, I went ahead and continued to pursue a career in music, and ended up uh, in uh, ministry. Uh, was spent ten years in Spanish speaking praise and worship music and um but uh uh spent i think i was it was probably 30 years uh 20 25 years at the time uh as a worship pastor and i was getting to the age i was turning 50 years old and i thought you know i don't want to be one of those worship guys over 50 <laughs> that's trying to be something that i'm not and i was feeling the lord tug on me um in some different directions, uh, 
just in my own walk and the way I was relating with people. And I felt like it was time to make a, a change. And I was feeling drawn towards planting a church. And my wife and I were living in San Antonio, Texas at the time. And we started, we, we went through all the assessments and all that fun stuff. And we started planting a church in San Antonio, Texas. And it was in the real artsy district called Southtown. And we wanted to reach the, the weird artsy people, the musicians, the artists, the ones who just didn't fit in anywhere else. And we started, we had a, we had a great launch. Our church met in an art museum. It was, it was very eclectic and, and wonderful. But for me personally, um, it was a little bit uh, of a letdown. I was kind of like, I got this thing started. And then I was like, okay, now what? And uh, I was, I, will, I think I'll even go so far as to say I was a little bored. And um, looking back now, I realized it was the Holy Spirit doing something. And I was meeting with my leaders one time at Panera Bread, as mo- many church leaders do. And uh, one of them made the comment to me, Stephen, why aren't you doing this at Disney? I said, what are you talking about? He says, oh, my goodness, Stephen, you bleed Disney. Everything you talk about is at Disney, they did this. At Disney, they do that. And this is how they – and even I even made the comment one time that Disney knows how to make disciples better than the church does. And um, and so they were like, why aren't you doing this at Disney? And I'm not kidding you, Jeff. At that very moment, that thought that I had in front of Cinderella Castle came back. And I knew that God was saying, I heard that. I heard that. And so a year later, it took some time to make the, to, to make the adjustments and, and shift and the biggest one being convincing my wife to move from San Antonio to Orlando. And, um, and we uh, launched Cast Member Church 10 years ago this January. So that's what got us here. Wow. You've been doing this 10 years? Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> that's a surprise to me. I, I, you know, it's funny. Like I thought I knew everything that was going in and out of Disney, uh, cause I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Disney freak and, um, too. And, uh, I, I, I just, I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of you until you hit my, I guess some Facebook recommended us as friends or whatever Facebook does. The algorithm puts us together. And I'm like, what is, yeah, what is, what is this cast member church now? Now? So you, you planted this thing completely from scratch. Um, you, this is not like, are you partnering with any other church organization around or you're, you're literally doing a church for cast members. We're Evangelical Free Church of America, so we're, we were considered a church plant of that. But we broke every rule in church planting, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, it was a parachute drop. My wife and I, uh, we were underfunded. Um, it, was, it was pretty much every rule in church planting, we broke it. And, and I'm glad we did, to be honest with you, because we learned a lot as a result. But um, no, we just started. And I'll be honest with you. When we first started Cast Member Church, my vision was to create an attractional church that would draw Christians that were working at Disney and give them that Disney environment. And and uh, I even, you know, looking back, it was my ego, but I had this attitude. I was like, we'll even out Disney, Disney, because we've got Jesus and he can even do better. And, uh, and it was, it was that, that kind of delusion of grandeur, I think, that I had. And it was about two weeks after we arrived here that I realized, one, um, Disney had changed a lot since 1991. It always does. It's always changing. I should have known better. And number two is I had lived in a church bubble for 25 years. And I did not really, I was not prepared to connect with the Disney culture that I assumed was there. Uh, An attractional church would never would never have worked because you're trying to reach the people who are the show. They know they, you know, uh, we, we call it, you know, the um, sizzle and wow. Disney is the master <laughs> or sparkle and wow, sparkle and wow. They know how to do that. And, and we, we can't do it. We can't match that. We just can't. I mean, we could, but then it would become a show. And that's not what Jesus is calling us to do. So for a couple weeks, Jeff, I didn't want to get out of bed. I, w- I had moved my family there. I had no idea how we were, everything that I thought we were going to do. I had this great little s- strategy notebook that was like, you know, about an inch thick of all the different things we were going to do, all the different books I had read, and this is how it's going to work and all that. And it was like God had taken the whole thing and just dropped it in the trash can. And I was, I was devastated. I mean, I was in panic mode. 
And then one morning, I think I was just really feeling sorry for myself. And I felt the Lord in my spirit say, are you ready to do this my way? And I was like, I don't have another choice. I don't know what we're going to do other than than your way. And we realized that he wanted this thing to not be about reaching Christians at Disney, but he was going to. He, in fact, he he gave us three promises uh, that we've that we've followed. Well, I take that back. Three promises that when we've embraced them, it's been wonderful. And when we've tried to shortcut them, it's ended up being very difficult. But well, the first thing was, he said he was going to take us into uncharted waters which meant there wasn't a book written other than scripture that would show us what we were supposed to do. There was nothing I could, there was no ABC format. Uh, number two was, is he would form this out of those who were skeptical and suspicious of him. That was pretty cool, uh, but also unnerving. And the third thing was, is he said he would multiply it all around the world. So those were really encouraging things, but I had no idea how to, to really do any of that. We were stepping into, uh, well, uncharted waters, as he said. And so we, we realized that the only way we were going to do that was relationship, relationship with people. And that's 10 years later, our church is founded on, on relationship. We, that's why you, you haven't really heard about us is we don't market. We don't, uh, of course, we're focused on Disney cast members. So there's not a, a sense of, of, publicity out there that we're trying to get, but we focus on those who don't know Jesus. So everything we do is designed in their direction. And, uh, and we've learned along the way. Just from a practical sense, like what, what does this look like? You're not, you're not trying to overproduce Disney. You're, you know, uh, I can tell you some, some horror stories around some churches. I've got a planner friend that went into Vegas and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to outshow Vegas and come to find out similar story to you. It's like, Hey, the, the, the Vegas people don't want the out want to be, don't want the show. They're part of the show. They feel how how shallow the show is. They're much more interested in that same thing as you, that relational piece. So what does relationships look like among cast members, among your church? Like, what's a practical sense of what you guys are doing? Boy, we could spend all day talking about this. Um, I think the first thing that we – Disney is the uniting factor. Disney, when we call it mouse blood, cast members have mouse blood. Whether you were <clears> – <throat> whether you're a cast member today – or you were a cast member 50 years ago, um, you are, you have mouse blood and it never leaves. So it's, it's, a, it's like a band of brothers. It's like a, something that you've been through or you're going through that nobody else will understand. So there's that little uniting factor that it, it's that little nod. I, I remember when I used to drive a Jeep, uh, you know, you drive down the highway, you'd see somebody else driving a Jeep. You kind of give that, yeah, that little nod, that little wave, like, yeah, I know, I know. And, well, cast members are the same way. When you say that you were a Disney cast member, you are a Disney cast member, there's an immediate connection because you've shared the same vision, you've shared the same set of values, and you've shared the same vocabulary. And that's what, dis that's what defines a culture, in a sense, is value vision, values, vocabulary, and a common rhythm. And so we tapped into that. And then, again, uh, all the evangelistic uh, things that I had learned over the years were kind of irrelevant because the people that we were starting to interact with didn't even have the Bible as a reference point. Most of the people in our church have had never touched a Bible in their lives. So to talk about, you know, the sinful nature or to talk about, you know, the goodness, even the goodness of God, it was a, it was very difficult to kind of maneuver those conversations. So we became really good listeners, really good listeners and finding out what was going on in their lives. What was, what were their highs? What were their lows? What were their, what were the fractures in their life? And then little by little, we, we learned to listen to the spirit and be able to, I almost call it, it's almost like dripping, you know, you're just kind of seasoning everything uh, with, you know, one of those things where it's like, well, you know, in the Bible, uh, it says this. It's just something really simple, you know, something that, you know, and they'd be like, oh, I didn't know that that's where that came from. Or I did. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So we would season those things. And little by little, we 
we form trust, which is the most important piece in what we do. Uh, there's three, there's three keys to revealing Jesus in relationship, uh, here, uh, here with Casimir Church. And it's true really with any believer. The first thing is, is expressing value. Well, I'll tell you all three. Expressing value, forming trust, offering hope. Now, here's why. People don't care about the hope we have to offer if they don't trust us. And they won't trust us until they know we value them. So we have to start with value. And that's how we started building relationship. Looking at every person as made in the image of God, even if it was hard to see, even the people that annoy you, even the people that are completely different from you, you look for that image of God. And you, I, you, you actually point it out. You know, you talk to somebody and say, you know what? You are one of the most passionate people I've ever met. I, when you walk into a room, that just, your passion just fills the room. And you know what? That is such, God has just given you something so, so incredible. No one's going to be offended by that. <laughs> no one's going to be offended by being valued. And, uh, and we start there. So relationships are always about expressing value, forming trust, and offering hope. And when you build on those three foundations, you're forming relationships that will last forever. That's very cool. And, and, and to, to tap into that, that ongoing community like Disney has, um, where, and then the cast members with, with longevity, like, are you trying to get supporters, trying to get, um, financial donors, trying to get volunteers? Like, was, is it hard for you to get to cast this vision for people to, to buy into, to support, or are they jumping? Like, you know, I, I'm serious. Like my, my wife and I, we were talking about moving to Orlando anyway. And just this idea of a cast member church and, 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 and doing ministry in those areas is really exciting to us, but we're kind of weird people in general. So uh, do uh, are others like, are the others buying into this? Uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple of other churches in the area that are focusing on Disney as well. I mean, you're looking at, you're basically looking at a city of 74,000 people. 74,000 people work for the Walt Disney Company. That's larger than a lot of small towns in America. And uh, there's not a shortage of ministry need. Um, there are churches that are, are a little more focused on just creating a community for Christians and all that, which is great because that's needed. Uh, we're kind of out there uh, in our own sandbox, I guess, you know, we, we, the Lord told us he would build this out of people who were skeptical and suspicious. So that's the people that we get excited about. we like to, we like to say to ourselves, the future leaders of cast member church don't know Jesus yet. And that gets us up every day, you know, to, to keep moving forward. And, um, so yeah, as far as when I first shared the vision, there were two responses. One was that is so cool. That is so unique. Um, which I think is translated to better you than me. <laughs> and the other one was, oh, so you're going to go suffer for Jesus at Walt Disney World and the, sar the sarcastic approach and which, okay, you know, it's not that, you know, we're, we're truly doing ministry here, but yes, it is one of the most influential places in the world. The world comes here. The people that come here to work at Walt Disney World are going, are dreamers and doers. That's what Walt Disney called them. Dreamers and doers. They're coming here to get their training, to get their, their feet wet in not just the world of entertainment, but in technology and in engineering and all of those other things that would make a city run. They come here and they get all of that. And eventually they go somewhere else. And kind of like Rome, the apostle Paul could not wait to get to Rome. Because he knew that if he could get the gospel into Rome, it would travel all those roads out around the world. Well, Disney's a modern-day Rome. And so we look at this as this is a great – Well, and we've proven it because we're now on six continents. But, but we started here, and we've seen that multiply and go out, and it's been, it's been incredible. It's beyond anything I imagined. Talk to me a little bit about that multiplication piece. So you, you just said six continents. Um, I can probably try to name all the Disney parks that are in my head right now. I didn't. I didn't. Is there one in Australia? Or is that? And I mean, like there. So, so where, where, where are you right now? And maybe what is that multiplication? What does that look like for for your church? Well, right now, I, I, my home is at Walt Disney World. In fact, one mile behind that corner of my office is Cinderella Castle. And uh, so we, you know, we started here 
And of course, uh, Anaheim, the original Disneyland, uh, Paris, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. And so those are the, those are the Disney park locations. What happened for us is Walt Disney World had, had, I say that in past tense simply because of the pandemic implications that we're dealing with right now at Disney, used to have a very large international uh, population of cast members from all over the world uh, through the college program or the cultural representative program. As someone who's familiar with Disney, I'm sure you've seen Epcot with the World Showcase. Every country has its own cast members from that country. We focused very heavily on World Showcase because that's just where the fruit was. We were seeing God opening up, giving us favor and opening up doors with all these cast members from other parts of the world. So we of course, you focus on the fruit. So you, you, we, we did that. And then, of course, you know, the famous words and then COVID. And we went from this really this thriving community of people that were meeting at different times and different days and hanging out at our house. Um, our house was kind of the central location for everything that we did. And because we were so close to, to Disney and, uh, uh, and we had this it was wonderful. I mean, it was one of those where I'm like going, this is great. I'm, I'm happy with the way things are. And then COVID hit and we went to zero. Everybody was sent in, in a, in a very short time period, Disney shut down. We thought it would be a week. We thought it would be two weeks. We thought, okay, maybe a month. And that dragged on. And of course the inevitable happened where Disney was shut down in, in indefinitely, which was strange, incredibly strange for us. And so all these people went back to their homes all around the world. We Brisbane, Australia, Berlin, uh, Rome, uh, Morocco. I, I mean, just everywhere you can imagine. And once again, I was sitting there going, okay, God, what now? I mean, he, obviously he saw, he knew this was going to happen. And we were, we were a little, a little more wise this time, rather than trying to jump into a strategy, we thought, let's just kind of see what God wants to do. And we had already been using uh, a digital platform to a certain extent just to connect with, old, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years. So a lot of cast members have left Disney and gone on to other things. And so the digital platform was very simple for us to use just to stay connected. Well, we decided, hey, anybody want to get together with us? We just like to see how you're doing. And of course, this, remember, this was a global, this was a global nightmare at the time. And, um, we put the word out. Anyone who wants to meet with us, we'd love to spend some time with you. Jeff, I was busy from like seven in the morning till four in the afternoon every single day, sitting here, just like I'm talking to you, uh, and encouraging and trying to process everything that was happening. And it was, you know, dealing with anxiety issues, all everything that went with the pandemic. And then I thought it would be a one-off. I thought it'd be one of those things. It's like, okay, that was good. And just want to see how you were doing. And they were all saying, can we keep doing this? And, and my wife and I said, I think we just got the green light from God for the next step. And so we said, yeah. So we put the word out again. Anybody who wants to be a part of this on, you know, this digital world and with the church, let us know. Well, we went to six continents and, uh, multiple groups in, in different locations around the world. And, uh, and we're not looking back, to be honest with you, even as the borders have reopened and all, um, it works. I just had a cast member just this, this week tell me, uh, a German cast member, he said, you know, if I would have been at Disney, I don't think I would have been as close to everyone as I am now meeting online all the time. He says, I feel closer to you now than I was when I was there in person because this is intentional. This, and I was like, yes, yes. And that was incredibly encouraging because that tells me, yes, you can do life in the digital world. You can you can see the spirit moving in the digital world. You can build solid relationships in the digital world. So that's where we live now. That's awesome. I totally got this on tape. I'm going to cut that segment out. We're just going to loop it over and over and over for the rest of the world. <laughs> digital great. relationships are, are valid. That that's great. Oh, they are. Yeah. Now now that the now you know I don't, 
are the doors even open globally? Not not yet, right? Like the international. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, everybody's everybody's open. So like, and and I'm I'm actually I'm heading out to the West Coast. I'll be at Disneyland here in in a couple weeks. I'm spending a weekend uh, in between some work jobs, and, and so I'll be out there. And the family's flying out with me, so we're going to go enjoy the California sunset and uh, look really looking forward to it. But now that everything's getting back to normal, uh, whatever normal is, and even normal is suspect, we live in Florida, you and I do, and, and uh, Delta variant is, is, a, is a real thing. Um, but is, is digital still like part of, part of your strategy? How are you keeping balancing that digital and what you were doing physical, some of the stuff at your house and some of the relational pieces? Like, is it either or? Is it both? How are you managing that? I would say that our strategy is we're making it up as we go along. <laughs> I think it, it really is. Um, uh, for us, I I look at it as um, we just decided this in the last couple of weeks to officially say that we are a digital church simply because that's our that's our gathering piece we gather in the digital primarily even here in orlando even locally it's easier to gather online than to get together physically and what i mean by that is uh in our unique context you work an eight-hour shift out in the hot sun out in the hot florida sun all day you go home to your apartment you change your clothes, you take a shower, you change your clothes, and the last thing you want to do is to go back out again and go to Disney Springs or the Starbucks or, or our house for that matter. Uh, but if you say, hey, you know, uh, if you want to, uh, hop online and we'll all meet there. It's much better and more effective that way, even on a local, uh, in a local context. So we're trying to figure that out. We're trying, is this a trend? Is this a, a fluke? Is this just a bump in the road? But, you know, it's like surfing. You just ride the wave and trust it knows where it's going. And uh, so we're kind of just riding it and see what happens. I love meeting together locally. I love my dining room table um, seats eight people. And we've had over, at, at over a thousand cast members sit at that table. It's one of the most special places. Um, and obviously the most special piece of furniture in our home. And there's something very special about that. Uh, that a lot of brokenness has been shared there, a lot of anger, a lot of we let cast members be themselves. We we you know there's a lot of things shared at our table that probably wouldn't be shared in other churches. <laughs> things just have been spoken, but we have people have experienced vulnerability at the table. Well, that's transferred over into our DNA into the digital. Um, I don't notice a difference in vulnerability whether it's online or in person. Um, that could be just the way they're led, the way that it's cultivated. I don't know, but I see it, it's not really an either or it's a both. And, you know, if when once Disney kind of gets its footing back, which this is the 50th anniversary. So things need to be coming together. Um, we'll probably start some more things on the local level and hopefully do some getting together in person as well. Uh, if, if the, if people want to go that direction, but we won't, but we won't, uh, we won't back off on the digital at all. Love that. And in the balance, and I can totally have conversations with you about digital only expressions with no physical, but even in, in your context, you like the, the balance between the two and, and try to find, we use the term digital a lot, physical and digital finding that, that sweet balance, um, is, is good. And it, to be honest, uh, you are very similar to many other pastors that I've talked to in the season, Man, I don't know what I'm doing. We're we're just giving it a shot. We're figuring out. We're going down this road. We're learning along the way. So that that is that's that's a beautiful thing. One thing that's that I that I find really unique uh, about you is is your uh, singular focus. So here at Stadia, we use the term like the one, the the target audience, the type of person that that you that the church is is going after. Um, and it's interesting when we talk with planters, a lot of times they struggle with the like defining their church off of a one because, you know, uh, be all things to all people so that some may come to know uh, Christ. And, and so, you know, they're wanting to cast a much larger net or they feel that tension of, hey, I got to do everything for everyone. And I don't honestly, I don't necessarily agree with that, which is why I find your approach refreshing but i want to ask like have you felt tension or how do you manage 
like going outside of of the one like uh you're even something as silly as um you know uh, a cast member's girlfriend who works outside of disney is going to be involved and so you know you're we're there's some things you're okay with but is have you thought about moving outside of the cast member like target range or is it singular focused on that no disney is so big and i mean i'm not just talking about walt disney world but the the disney company is so big because you're not just talking about theme parks you're talking about cruise ships movie studios television uh you're talking about i have uh, one member of our church is over the standards and practices for disney plus uh hulu the disney channel for Switzerland, Germany, and Austria, the German speaking portion. And, uh, but she started out as a cast member and a great cast member, mind you, but we, her influence has, has grown and, and we, we've grown with her. We've gone with her. Um, I do understand the tension. It doesn't affect me. I've had people say, Hey, you should, you should do this for Universal. You should do this for SeaWorld. You should do. And I don't feel that because uh, what I would say to other church planters is who do you connect with? Who do you, who gets you? You know, who do you, when you sit down with somebody and you talk about something that you could talk about for hours, who is that person? Well, for me, it's Disney cast members. I get them. I just, I, I know what's inside their head. We speak this again, shared vision, shared values, shared vocabulary. We get that. And so there isn't this labor of cultural contextualization where we have, I have to, Ooh, how do I, how do I make this work? It's like, no, it's the world that I operate in. Even when I lived in San Antonio, I was still a cast member. I still thought like that. So it's a natural connection. The, the, the bizarre thing for me is, is when people go, well, you're really lucky. That's very fortunate for you that you, God called you to that. I'm thinking, no, I think, I think this is the way it should be, is God designs each person to connect with certain people. And if you connect naturally with them, well, Jesus, that's an easy bridge for Jesus to cross. And so I think we have to really get to know ourselves and our passions and connect with other people. I use the example, um, you know, you've got a guy, uh, you know, we'll call him Al, and Al is into cars. He has a he has an auto repair shop, and he's, he's in you know, he loves to do all these things with engines and cars. Who's Al going to hang out with? Al's going to hang out with car people. So what if the church equipped Al, instead of inviting people to his church, to learn how to be the church among car people? Well, that's what we're doing here at Disney, is we're looking at every Disney cast member. What fires them up? What, what, who do they connect with? How can we empower you to be the church wherever God's called you? Hey, I just want to say for the public record that this is the first time that I've ever had a conversation with Stephen, and I did not prompt him to say any of the previous comments in any way, shape, manner, or form. I don't even know if that was the question I was asking was was hinting towards that. That that was that was beautiful. I I say that fifty I say that fifty times a day. Like, and, and it's uh you know, and it's it's more of hey, uh you know, and and I'm a I'm a techie guy, so I use language like um, churches app churches platform. Um, hey, what if we st- what if we stopped creating a product instead started producing others and giving them the ability to and I'll, I'll do like you know we're doing a podcast later with some people from glue talking about the uberization of, of church what would church learn from uber from um uh you know so many other platform-based companies uh, out there airbnb was the one i was just blanking on a second ago anyway yeah, and, and so there, there's a lot of lessons towards that, and you've you've kind of stumbled into that. This is not even the conversation I was expecting to have when I was talking to a Disney church, but I'm super excited to hear that that's that's where you're landing because you're right. Your greatest resource are the thousands of employees and cast members of Disney parks and Disney in general because their circle of influence, their oikos, is huge. Is multinational in, in in many situations and and the ability for us to equip and empower them and disciple them to that place is is beautiful my next question was literally gonna and you, you may have just answered it but let me throw it at you anyway what does discipleship look like for your for your church how do you 
disciple these cast members? Like, what's the process to get them to understand, uh, you know, their story and Jesus's story that others need to hear? Well, let me give you a statistic that will shock you and anyone who hears this. 95% of the people who call cast member church their family are still yet to know Jesus personally, to trust him. Uh, so we, we've embraced the philosophy. It's not really a philosophy. I think it's just fact is discipleship begins before conversion. So we are discipling them. I mean, if you look at Jesus walking with the disciples for three plus years, how much time took between the time Jesus called Peter to the time that Jesus was standing there in front of um, the, the location, the gates of hell location, where he told Peter, who do you say that I am? How much time passed between that, him calling Peter, and Peter confessing that Jesus was the Savior uh, and the Son of God? The whole time they're moving as a family, and yet these guys are still trying to figure it out. And they're they're drawn to Jesus. There's something there's something really special about him. They think, they wonder, maybe, and they're but they're following along. We have this huge family of people that are on a journey moving towards Jesus constantly. Um, and so we don't I think one of the things is we move the goalposts a little bit. Most people uh I, I hate it when i generalize so i'm i'm, I'm going to i'm going to preface that by saying i'm not sure i'm right on this but i would say most tend to think that salvation is the goal line get you know lead people to jesus boom we got the win and i don't see that in scripture i see that as a life and death decision absolutely the a crucial decision but it is not the goal line the goal line is someone who uh, knows Jesus and is becoming like Jesus, meaning in, in not just in his character, but also in his, in his capabilities to multiply disciples and invest in other people, to serve others, to be where people are that don't know Jesus. And so we are modeling that the whole time. I had a cast member one time, uh, make the comment. He, he was, he was listening to something I was talking about and I was talking to another cast member about a situation they were going through. And he was, this was happening online, by the way. And he goes, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I said, Oh, what am I doing? He says, you're teaching us how to be like Jesus. And I'm like, guilty as charged. <laughs> and, but what we do is we are showing Jesus to them every time. And we're, we don't avoid any conversation. Oh my gosh. We don't avoid any conversation, no matter how controversial, no matter how awkward, no matter how, but Jesus isn't afraid of that. So we're always showing them Jesus, always showing, but we're not, we're not pushing him. We're not, he, he's always coming in naturally. It's a part of our, when we started the communities, we call them communities, D for Disney, unless they want to sue. Yeah. If they, if they, if they sue us, it's for discipleship. So, uh, but, um, but, uh, but in any case, we made, we told all of our global communities, look, we are going to get together. We're going to get, we would love to get together with you, but here's the thing. We're going to talk about Jesus because he's a natural part of our life. And we're going to, just so you know, you know, we're, that's just who we are. And the most common response was, well, that's what we would expect. We like that. So discipleship for us is moving people one step closer to Jesus every single interaction. And then as they come to know him, helping them learn how to reveal Jesus to others, how to be Jesus to others. And it, so it's a very, it, it's, it's a, it's very natural, very, very, very natural. And it's not awkward. That's why I, I love, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a former worship pastor. I was terrible at evangelism. The idea of evangelizing outside of the church scared the living daylights out of me. I just thought, Oh, I don't have the gift of evangelism. Let them do that. And now it's just a part of my daily life, but it's not weird. It's not weird at all. It's just, it's about talking about my friend, Jesus. I was talking about, I was talking to my friend, Jesus this morning about you. And we, we were talking about this, that natural and people in the world that we live in, again, our cast members 
are either skeptical, suspicious, or by and large indifferent. They just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And so to them, this is like, this is really interesting. This is fascinating because we talk about it as a part of our lives, not as a segment of our lives. My Christian life. No, this is my life. <laughs> Jesus is my life. And I want you to hear what he's doing in my life. And oh my gosh, we've been talking about you too. And here's some things that, you know, he might be interested that you might be interested in knowing he's doing in yours. So it's very subtle. It is intentional. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think it, it's not, we're not thinking like generic, just hang out with Jesus kind of a thing, but it's very intentional, but we become so attuned to how the Holy Spirit works through this, that it doesn't feel like we're evangelizing. It just feels like we're inviting people into our lives. Gotcha. Just curious. Uh, do you use like a particular system? Is it something that you've homegrown? Um, like curriculum, that, that sort of thing. I'm not a fan of the word curriculum. As soon as I hear curriculum, I think program. I think it, I think, you know, something, um, it just depends on the life of that person. It really does. It's, it's learning again. Like I said earlier, we learned how to become really good listeners. And one of those one year on the conversation, one year on the Holy Spirit and just being able to navigate that. Um, God always gives us, um, the, the right words at the right time. We've made lots of mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but you, you just, I think the more comfortable you become with just being a disciple and inviting other people into those conversations, it doesn't, you don't feel like you're doing a curriculum. You're just talking about life and you, God gives you what you need at that moment in time. Love that. Um, listening, you're right, is, is so important. And plus with those big Mickey Mouse ear hats, like you got a lot more listening capacity coming through on that. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, hey, let, let me, I mean, this might be a weird question following up Mickey Mouse. I don't know. It can get weirder than that. Oh, let's go there. Funding. Are you, uh, are you self-funded within the ties? Are you having to be creative uh, with some funding by Vocovo? Like what, what is, what does ministry life look like for here? Uh, supporting ministry, supporting you, other staff, like what, what's happening there? That's a great question. Um, again, we broke every church planting rule, uh, when we started this. So we came in, like I said, underfunded. We had some money coming in, uh, but we were underfunded. My wife actually works for Disney. Um, part of that is because we needed the income and two, it was a, a boots on the ground kind of a thing. As a pastor, it's very awkward for me to work for Disney and also, you know, have be, be representing a faith because Disney is very careful about that. I respect that they're a secular company. They can do whatever they want. And so for me to be a pastor and working for Disney could create uh, some tensions. And we don't want to do that. We want to, Jesus can work with that. Believe me, he can work with it. So my wife um, uh, works for Disney. So that helped. Um, we, we raised some funding in the beginning uh, but over the course of time, one of, like I said, one of the promises was that God would multiply this around the world. And I, I neglected to say, without the need of a building or a, or a staff. And so, so we knew, okay, if this is, if this is going to happen, it's going to have to be people that already have jobs that are Bivo or Covo or whatever. And of course, cast members already have a job. You know, they're already working for Disney. And if they are making disciples um, in the process, you've got a, a functioning church. The funding comes by way. We've had we've had people that have contacted us, said, hey, we love what you're doing. I would like to support monthly. Um, I am I, I do take a salary from from cast member church, but I'm actually weaning myself off of it uh, simply because. I want to set an example that I get to serve cast member church, not that I work for cast member church, but that I get to serve. That's not the case for everybody. That's not a, I'm not saying that's the prescription. I'm just saying that in the world that I, that I live in, I want to model that. So I do other things. I do, I write, I write books. I, I speak, I consult, uh, different, different things like that, that help wean that income down so that when the money that's coming into cast member church, whether it's ties or, or outside support goes right back into what we're doing, allows us to, you know, upgrade or expand and, and even just simply serve cast members in, in their, their times of need. 
I mean, that is your story. That has been a, a story that I've heard more often and more often in this mid post, wherever we are COVID season. Uh, it seems like more and more pastors are um, moving out of a paid full-time position, going part-time, even um, going true bivo covo. Um, a to ease pressure and finances off, um, you know, the, the church, but also as an invitation to allow people to come up within the church instead of being the paid professional, uh, Christian to allow people to do that. It's interesting. Just the stat that I found this week, um, 75% of, of church budget is driven towards, um, uh, payroll and, uh, and building. Um, which is interesting because you're, you know, the exact opposite of that. That's not our problem. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> we just, we, we shot the curve on that one. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're ahead of it. Now there's pain points for, for, for where you are certainly, but there's, there's opportunities to learn it and work through it. And so I, I'm, man, I'm, I'm just, uh, ec- ecstatic by this conversation. Uh, I, I just, I called you, I, you know, did this because I thought, Hey, it's a, it's a Disney thing. I got to pay homage to my, my Disney people. Uh, and then he's, and he's, he's outing himself as a digital church and he's talking about discipleship openly on the podcast. I mean, like this may be my favorite podcast in 2021, just with that happening right there. Yeah. It's been good stuff. Hey, so one, one last question as we're wrapping up here. Um, so somebody, a church wants to do this. A church planner wants to do this. Um, you jumped in feed first without asking any questions. Uh, would you advise that moving forward? Would, would you like, how, what are some, what are some next steps if somebody wants to get started into this? Uh, I can only speak for myself, but I think if I was to, here's what I would say. Um, and maybe this is a little controversial, but I've, I've never shied away from that. Um, is, Focus on making disciples. Are you a disciple maker? Are you passionate about making disciples? Uh, a guy who discipled me for a while, Mike Breen, uh, you probably have heard of Mike it, with 3DM and, and all, made, makes the comment that if you plant a church, you might get disciples, but if you make disciples, you always get a church. And when we made that pivot, that was huge for us because no, we no longer had the expectations of, oh, if we're a church, we need this. If we're a church, we've got to have that. And we just simply were obedient and faithful to the Great Commission. And whatever that looked like was up to God. So I would say, the first thing I would say is you really, you want to be passionate about making disciples. Um, I would also say, um, if you love the lost, uh, great. If you have a, if you, if you don't figure it out, <laughs> figure it out. Uh, just simply because that's the mark of a disciple is to, to serve. Um, but I would say for someone who's actually like feeling the call, um, I would split the difference. I would not necessarily recommend a parachute drop. You know, God is, you know, God will work with whatever we give him. And so he's been faithful. And one of our jokes has been for 10, you know, we celebrate 10 years in January. And I said, you know, our, our celebration should be, we're still here. (laughs) But uh, the truth of the matter is he blessed that he, he took that, but there was, there were some, there were some pain points that we could have avoided, but we also learned dependence upon the Holy Spirit in ways that maybe I wouldn't have learned if we were fully funded, if we were, you know, all set up and, and I don't know. I don't, it just, that was just the choice that we made. Um, but I would split the difference. I would say, don't wait till you're ready because you're not going to be, that's like getting married. That's like having a baby. Don't say, I'll, I'll, I'll plant a church when I'm ready. I, well, then stay where you are <laughs> because you're never going to be ready. Uh, I would also, uh, recommend surrounding yourself with people who can speak, you know, can either affirm or, or give you counsel as to whether this is a pipe dream or if it's a call of God, because they look similar. They, they can look really so you can convince yourself, oh, this is, I know I'm called. I've had people come to want to serve with cast member church saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm called. I'm, God's called me here. And in the early days, we'd be like, awesome, more people. Great. You know, and, uh, we, and then they, we, they find out, oh, I, th- I was looking for more of a normal church. I'm, I'm more comfortable around believers. And it's like, 
well, you knew all along that this was some people just love the idea of mission, not the actual mission. So if you have people in your life that can give you wisdom saying, man, you really, this is, this is definitely a call or, or someone saying, are you really sure? Are you really, have you count, have you counted the cost? That's really important because it's, you know, church planters, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir to anyone who's listening to this, but church planters, you, you get a target on your back. Satan is going to put a target on your back. And so you better be prepared because sometimes it's just the confidence in that call that will get you through that you go, you get up in the morning and you go, okay, God called me to this. He will not abandon me. That's what gets you through. But if it's a pipe dream, I don't know what to say. I hope that's hope that helps. <laughs> no, that 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 was in, in, incredible. You know, and and so often through through Stadia, we've got a, a discovery process. And I'll be honest, like I've I've helped planters do that discovery process. And I'm like, yeah, you are set. You're good to go. And you know, good luck, Godspeed. And and at the same time, they look at me and it's like. God hasn't called me to this, uh, and, and and I've and I've had I've had people that I thought would make excellent planners realize through that process, hey, this is not uh, this is not what God's called me to. I don't know what it is, but it, it's not planting. Uh, and, and so, you know, having those people in your lives that can speak truth to you and being open and honest to God for how He can lead you uh, and be humble, teachable faithful in that in that season to to listen to put on the mickey mouse hat with the big ears and and, and use it to to listen in more uh deeply more keenly to the spirit is is so important i would i would also add re- resilience i would add resilience to that uh are you willing to get back up every time you get knocked down are you a are you a resilient person uh and that comes with taking things personally all that stuff that that happens can you shake it off can you shake it off? Because I think that's, that separates when you're in the mission field, that's a person who can say, okay, well, that didn't work. Okay. We'll, we'll try this, you know, and you just keep getting back up. You keep getting back up. That's the one, that's the one. Those are the people that drive Satan nuts. They just keep getting back up. And that's, that's the person I want to be. Love it. Emotion, emotional intelligence. So right alongside with that, just been able to, to, where where through you know the the situations that come up so true um even even in disney world satan still has um still has power and and, and is able to to uh to affect some things even in, in the great magic kingdom so all right hey this this has been an incredible conversation. Thank you, uh, thank you, Stephen, for this uh, cast member church. If somebody wanted to follow you or find more information on cast member church, uh, where should they go? Uh, it's real simple: castmemberchurch.com. And uh, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me. And uh, but yeah, start with castmemberchurch.com and and uh, learn a little more about who we are, what we're doing, and hopefully it's an encouragement to anyone who sees it. Hey, yeah. So this season with the podcast, we're talking about, you know, crazy people doing crazy things for God, and you are right up there. So thank you for your faithfulness of 10 years of doing cast member church um, centered around Disney cast members, current and old, literally around the world, and for recognizing that digital has power uh, to influence and to help your church um, go to places where it could not normally go. So, man, thank you for jumping on this on this podcast, Stephen. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, for the audience at home, this is uh, Jeff at the Church Digital and with Stadia Church Planning. Thanks for joining us uh, here at the pod, and we'll see you next time at the show. Y'all have a good day.